All right, welcome to America This Week. I am Matt Taibbi. I'm Walter Kern. Uh, you said that a lot with a lot less enthusiasm and, and pizzazz than I, I did. <laughs> was, that, is, was that a sort of like an indirect indictment of me? I don't know. It was an, it was an indirect indictment of the reality I find myself <laughs> hunkered, hunkered down in. <laughs> Just a reminder, this is a weekly feature. Uh, the, there, is a, there is an accompanying written piece, America This Week, where you can see um, a summation of all of the things that happened this week, and that's at taibi.substack.com. And this is the podcast that Walter and I do every week discussing the most important events. And we had, uh, we had important events this week. We also had a lot of bizarre confusion and uh unsatisfactory answers and sort of random officials who suddenly became famous and you're in nevada right now which is at the epicenter of all the weirdness what's your take on on the the fact that we just don't have answers about key questions this late in the game to me this election feels like a toilet that won't flush you know um you know, you, you see the water going into the bowl, but the things that you want to go down just don't go down. Um, <laughs> either that or it calls to mind the Zeno's arrow paradox in which the arrow never quite reaches its mark. And it, as it gets closer and closer, it has to, um, you know, it, it has to pass half of its previous length or whatever, uh, you know, its previous path. But it somehow logically never reaches its, you know, summary point. Uh, I, I, I could not be more disaffected, Matt, to be honest. Um, as a former Cub Scout, never made it to Boy Scout from Minnesota, <laughs> rural, rural Minnesota. You know, I, 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 I reserve a right to be um, corny about my country. Before the election, they asked us to have faith in this thing called democracy and to be protective toward it and to, to celebrate it. And a long speech was given by our president about democracy as a way of life, as a, as a uh, you know, way of thinking and feeling and being. And um, this week has, 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 has trashed that uh, sentiment. No guy wearing yak horns at the Capitol can do as much damage to democracy as these sort of sealed box elections, which, you know, as the votes uh, grow fewer, also are counted more slowly. I can't imagine how people can go on giving their loyalty to governments formed in this um, inscrutable, frustrating, and frankly, deeply dubious manner. From election night on, I've seen a lot of narratives come out of this election, but not a lot of results. Um, there are morals every day as to who won, who lost, why they won, why they lost. You know, where is the country going? Is Trumpism over? Is it the rise of the competent, competent executive in DeSantis? Is abortion truly actually? The, 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 cre the key issue in our, you know, national electoral mind, etc. But to have narratives before you have facts is um, a kind of idiotic condition, and, and we find ourselves in it. 
and 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 that it's all a mess is something I'm not prepared to uh, conclude. It seems like a very well-engineered mess in which voting now occurs in tiers, and it, these tiers each mm, have their uses for the political machines that control the elections because you know it, it, as it happens it's nevada and arizona both democratic states in which republican insurgents are attempting to break even or win that are having the problems so you know well uh, there's, all, there's also problems in california and there, there's there's problems in a whole bunch of states but in yeah but the, but, the but, but, is, but in 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 term in terms of the national uh interest and in terms of you know, wider attention. It's on these places in which, you know, in Arizona, a, a Democratic Secretary of State uh, is eking out a win or maybe not against a Republican while being in control of the uh, election. Um, and in Nevada, uh, you know, I'm in Las Vegas and I can tell you my faith in the ability of Las Vegas to run an election is a lot like my faith in the honesty of slot machines <laughs> in the worst gas in the worst gas station in the city. Um, <laughs> but, but, but anyway, so so you know, uh, to summarize, I was asked last week to rah rah for democracy to believe that it is you know um, some wonderful spiritual situation for people and. Uh, and now I, I really wonder because confidence in elections is for the losers. In other words, you know, the victors have their victory, but the losers of elections must console themselves with the thought that at least it was fair. And that doesn't seem possible right now. It's difficult. And look, we, we, this is a country that has a long and storied history of ballot stuffing and shenanigans. But it also has a recent history of nearly criminalizing any consciousness of that, of that checkered history, especially, you know, so, so at least in the past, we were allowed our cynicism. Now it's, now it's been, you know, officially demonized and there's a word denialism associated with it. I'm not so much an election denier at this point as one who may become an election ignorer. To hang on every day's headlines in, in these current races seems futile to me. They, they tell you in advance how many days it will be before the next um, partial result will be announced yeah i i think it might actually be instructive to to listen to a, a little bit of that audio because some, some of it is just crazy and, and just again just to finish the thought of obviously america has a history of literacy tests for black voters i mean there every trick in the book was used to keep to keep certain kinds of people off the ballot forever in our history and that's taught in schools and we're made very aware of that and we should be I think that's that's appropriate. Um, we some of us are taught about Tammany Hall and other kinds of shenanigans that went on, and you know what happened in 1960 when the, Ken, the Kennedys appear appear to have asked the mob, uh, the mob characters who inspired the Godfather to help them win 
uh, a couple of key states. But there's been kind of a chill on discussing this issue lately, uh, and it doesn't coincide with the appearance of uh, functionality in the election system. So here's here's a clip that I I just found amazing. Here's the amazingly named chairman of Maricopa County Board of Supervisors from Arizona, Bill Gates, uh, giving an interview on CNN. When do you anticipate the votes will be counted in total, those 400,000 plus votes? Well, we have... uh... We will be going into next week. There's some onesie twosies, uh, again, pursuant to Arizona law. But I think that we'll see the lion's share here wrap up by early next week. Okay. Early next week. Can you give me a day? Are early, we talking Monday? Early, or we... may, may, maybe. I'd... So, okay. So, so there's, a, there's a maybe, right, for that, for that guy, that this, this talking about his onesie twosies. And then, then here's, here's, the, uh, here's Joe Gloria from Clark County, Nevada, which is like where you are now, right? Yes, precisely. So, so here he is, and he listen, listen to the language that he uses, uh, talking about the 50,000 votes that apparently are going to take all weekend and maybe more to count. Additional ballots that were read in, and we reported on our website the new totals. We still have over 50,000 ballots that need to be counted. Those are in various stages in the process of validation before they go to the counting board and finally, ultimately, they get to tabulation where we're able to read them into the system. We will continue to work through the weekend. Uh, tomorrow is not a holiday for this office. We will be open. We'll That's be early processing Saturday. ballots as well as on Saturday. <laughs> Sunday, what if we sacrifice. still have work to do, we will be in here to continue that work. Um, so there's no weekend for the Clark County Election Department will continue to process. The majority of the mail should be counted in Clark County by Saturday, barring any issues with equipment. Boy. With the exception of the cure ballots, which I've already mentioned to you, the deadline will be Monday, and those provisional ballots that we must receive a report from the Secretary of State Uh, that's compiled with all 17 counties so that we can prevent anything from illegal happening. Today we received 626 ballots through the mail, which is the only way that we can Sorry, anyway, I guess that was But but there's there's a point where he he talks about, he promises, he absolutely promises that we're going to get those 50,000 votes in the system. (laughs) You're expecting him to say counted. Now, I guess... I guess technically, if you follow what he's saying, he means that that means that the votes will finish the process of being sent from one bureaucracy to the other, where they will be tabulated and entered into the record. Uh, but it's it's all very confusing, and fifty thousand votes is not a lot of votes. Um, even if you have to compare signatures, even if you have to. Uh, check some kind of record, which, curiously enough, you don't have to do when you do vote. Um, for, for a lot of people, Matt, 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 like, this like three is, this people a, could do this. This is a town in which you know umpteen million quarters are dumped into slot machines every night and are counted within you know probably hours. Uh, this is a town that counts for a living. Uh. Uh, if you've seen Casino, you know how it works. 
a few of those dollars may go into people's pockets or they used to at least before MGM. Ran. Right. And then if you're off by a couple, you end up in a hole, uh, you know, a couple of miles north of the city, don't you? Yeah, exactly. If they counted money the way they're counting ballots, those people would be, you know, in Lake Mead tied to a <laughs> cinder block. Um, but so it's 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 increasingly hard for me, Matt, because at a certain level, I'm just the average person and the average person need not have this sort of Jesuitical, theologically precise insight into all the different sorts of ballots and all the ways in which they're delivered and all the stages at which they're tabulated. The outsider, the American citizen, has every right to feel that these uh, processes are, are, are simple, objective, and rapid, and that they can't have that confidence suggests to me that there is a lot to be dissident about in this country um that 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 the inability to get buy-in from the voters and especially as i say the losers of these elections who must have the confidence that they lost fairly th this failure is 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 systemic and spiritual and um it, it 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 can't be uh addressed simply by you know criminalizing or 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 making uh you know or or, or or sort of calling names it has to be addressed at at the root and it's not being and it hasn't been and there seems to be little prospect that it will be and so you know who wins who loses now has become to me, a secondary consideration. The real consideration is how do they maintain uh, a faith in a system that really, as I say, uh, w in, would not suffice in a grocery store at the end of the day when they open the till. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. Um, you know, they, they want us, they've been stressing almost as if it's a religious tenet that we have to have um, faith in democracy to the point where, um, you know, the, the fear of losing it must motivate us to vote a certain way. Yeah. And, uh, and so it has to be on our mind that th this is our national belief system. We, we must... We must believe it, and those who who do not, who are the enemies of democracy worldwide, right? Uh, not not just in the United States, but you know the the foes of the rules based international order. So that's <laughs> the you know that's the, the the dictators in uh, in Russia, the the oligarchy in China, the um, and then the Trumpists in America. That's the implication. Oh. We must oppose that uh, because we believe in democracy. And there's a logic to this, but at the same time, there's this weird disinterest in creating um, and making it possible for people to believe. Uh, you know, you, you, you read writers like Martin Gurry, who, you know, the former CIA guy who wrote that book, The Revolt of the Public, which I, 
I think was really interesting, right? His thesis was uh, was that leaders of institutions in the internet age um, will suffer a loss of consequence because people just have access to much more information about how fucked up everything is, and so they they are going to, they are going to lose confidence in institutions ranging from uh, Congress to the Fed to the military uh, as a matter of course. But this is an unforced error. Like you can, you can make elections look good um if you want to and they they seem not to have they seem not to care about that i i i don't understand and i and i've seen people online uh claim that this is because republicans are forcing new procedures that make the vote counting take longer uh i could buy that maybe in a couple of places but well i mean i i mean i you're in a kind of death spiral because at the point at which confidence starts to slip, you're going to see the rise of procedures meant to guarantee uh, some sort of confidence, all of which will take time and add new steps to the process. You know, um, so, you know, who's at fault? The people who can't count or the people who are trying to develop structures to oversee the counting having lost their faith in it. I mean, uh, you know, th these are these are two aspects of the same dialectic. Uh, but, you know, we reserve the right to kill people by the tens of thousands, by the hundreds of thousands abroad for their inability or unwillingness to institute proper democratic governments and procedures. I don't know that we have the right to ever go again on some expedition to another country to take it by arms on the pretext of giving it a democratic system. Uh, we, we're, we're losing authority and, and credibility with ourselves. The rest of the world can only see us as, you know, savage, hypocritical, um, you know, barbarians, bent on conquest the next time we, you know, use that excuse of, of, of shaping up a country that is somehow autocratic or dictatorial or corrupt. And the rest of the world has to be laughing at us, I would assume. I mean, I've, I've seen this. Uh, in 2000, when the, when the Florida mess took place and the hanging chads and all that, um, when the results came in, I remember I was... Uh, working at the time, part-time, at a Russian newspaper called Stringer, uh, mm -hmm. where the editor was a guy named Leonid Krutakov, and there was another writer there named Alexei Famin. Very funny dudes. Like all Russians, they drank constantly and during the day and at work. And they they went out and they bought the best vodka they could, they could find the instant they saw that America... Uh, American democracy was was going through an embarrassment because this was their time to laugh at us after all those years of of Russia being laughed at. Um, so they spent the entire like like days long period after um, after the vote in two thousand uh, just completely blasted and yeah I joined them for a lot of it but uh, but the rest of the world now like years later like that that was a misdemeanor compared to what goes on now i mean at least then they counted the votes 
they counted the votes overnight. And, th and then there was this process that was at least rational that we could, I mean, well, it wasn't rational, but we could at least see it. We, we, they, they were doing a recount. We understood what was going on. We have no, I, I just, I don't understand why it's taking so long in some of these places. This is the humiliating situation. We now are looking every morning at headlines which attempt to predict the outcome of two Senate races in moderately populated southwestern states. And they do so by speculating and doing sort of statistical projections of remaining votes based on hypothetical splits in those votes. In other words, the election day votes tend to go 60 percent, you know, Republican and 40 percent Democrat. So using that, uh, you know, using that ratio and then multiplying it by the number of votes outstanding, we can reach this conclusion. Um, that's ridiculous. That's divination. We may as well be throwing entrails on the ground at this point um, or, you know, or, or, or analyzing the flights of birds. Um, Did Spy ever do that, by the way? Did you ever do uh, <laughs> entrail previews? No, but, you know, I, I, I think the rise of oracles in the United States, you know, this, the, the, the sort of the QAnon phenomena in which people interpret, um, you know, enigmatic Nostradamus-like runic statements is, is, is probably a quite rational response to the absolute fog in which people find themselves. You know, people will attempt to predict the future whether or not there are reliable means to do so. And, and you know, you can, only, you can only speculate that in an age which has mastered computing, which, you know, in which counting and numbers and science and objectivity have sort of been brought to a, a historical uh, supremacy that was unimaginable hundreds of years ago. Why is it that the simple tabulation of rather limited amounts of physical objects and or virtual objects in the case of machine votes is impossible? I, I can't believe, I, I reserve the right to total cynicism, I can't believe that this inverse relationship between computing power and tabulation incompetence is really due, in fact, to incompetence. What, what seems to be happening in Nevada and Arizona is that batches of votes are sort of cherry-picked for counting in order to create a narrative of tightness, narrowness, um, unpredictability. In other words, with each batch of votes, we're told what that batch is mixed from. And then we're given projections on that basis. Just count the damn things. One, two, three. You know, two columns, one, the one with the most in it wins, the other loses. Why subject us to this? And it's because to me, the narrative is all. And elections really are, are sort of subservient to narrative engineering. And going into this weekend, we of course have no clear trends. And, and, and it seems to me that clear trends have been rather systematically obscured it makes no sense the senate races are one thing 
I can almost, almost understand that there might be a problem, even in some pretty small states, with counting the votes in a Senate race. But House races? This completely defies belief that four or five days after Election Day, we don't know who won the House. Um, right. You know, right. We're, we're talking about 5,000 votes outstanding, maybe. In, in a couple of these races, uh, yeah. Just just to take an example, one high profile one that uh, everybody's paying some attention to. There's the Lauren Boebert Adam Frisch sure. race in in Colorado. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's three hundred thousand total votes. Ninety five percent of the votes are in. It's Friday, so that's it's been three days. They got five percent of the vote left to count. It should be done within the next ten minutes. There's no, there's no reason why uh, that that can't be done. But you know, the media abhors a vacuum. Okay, so in lieu of actual conclusions or tabulation, um, you know. Uh, finality we have theoretical and narrative statements and so lauren bobert's race for example has been marked thus far by all sorts of commentary about lauren bobert that she's not winning is a rejection of trumpism uh, or on one of the channels she's going to you know what should her next job be they laugh and and the guest says, maybe only fans, maybe she'll get a job at only fans. <laughs> well, 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 maybe she won't get a job at only fans. Maybe she'll be reelected to the U.S. Congress. But. Barring that knowledge, we can say all sorts of things. So in other words, it's been a giant gab fest that has filled the space in which results used to um, be preeminent and and and. You know, we have Trump now on the 15th having announced somewhat enigmatically that he'll be making a big announcement. Making that announcement into a uh, environment in which nothing is clear. And, 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 and please pardon my conspiracy theorizing, but I, I, I wonder if nervousness or an attempt to engineer the environment around the Trump announcement is somehow behind this. Uh, now, if 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 Trump were announcing for president in a situation in which he in which the Senate and the and the House had both gone Republican, that would be one thing. If he were announcing in an environment in which Republicans had lost those races, it would be one thing. But as it is, his big announcement will be a second, somewhat secondary phenomena because there will still be major suspense around, you know, the nature of the reality underlying his, his announcement. So I can't help but feel that this fight for headlines, this fight for uh, intensity in the narrative seems to, uh, seems paramount while you know, America's desire for some objective read of its decision making is rather minor. Yeah. Uh, 
I have no, I have no answers. I mean, I I, I couldn't even theorize uh, about what the motivation or or what the reasoning behind all of this is. But to follow up on that thought, you know, it's it's long been clear in America that the electoral process takes too long anyway, and that it the, the only beneficiary, the chief beneficiaries, um, are all in the media. Like the elections don't need to take two years. The presidential elections don't need to take two years. You can you can read up on all the issues and and hear all the important people speak in a couple of weeks. And there are yeah. countries that do it in six weeks. Uh, yeah. And and this what what we used to do is we used to take way too long to discuss uh, events. And then we would have this orgy of polling and analysis that would ultimately prove meaningless uh, because it would all come down to election day when we actually found out what was going on. Now they've added a new way to lengthen the process, but it's, it's far more damaging than the way they lengthened the process previously. Like this, this idea that the end doesn't come on election day and then it may take a month or two months or whatever it is all it does yes we're going we're going to be filled with headlines between now and whenever this is done but that entire period does nothing but create doubt um uh, make people have conspiratorial thoughts which may even be accurate at this point who knows right uh and I don't know. They they got to fix it, and and I'm troubled by the fact that there is a what seems like a lack of will um, among politicians to fix this obvious problem. They keep complaining about each other's uh, behavior on election day. If you're hearing this message, you're listening to the free version of America This Week. To hear the rest of our conversation, please subscribe to TK News at taibi.substack.com.